I got to ask you a question. If you got a phone call from someone that really pumped you up and excited you, who would it be from and why? Well, let's just eliminate the obvious and say, ain't nobody wants to get a phone call from their doctor. It's usually not good news. But anyway, for some of you guys, you really want to get a phone call from your mom or your dad saying, great job, well done. We all want to impress the people that had a huge, significant impact on our lives. But for some of you guys, you don't have a nice mother or father figure. You have someone who's highly critical, domineering, authoritative, and downright belittling and controlling. If you have a critical a parent and you're trying to navigate like who you are and your sense of identity, even as a grown person, listen to today's episode. We're going to be breaking down how to heal from highly critical parents in adulthood. You're going to get all this coming to you after this short break. Hey, 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 and we're back. I want to welcome you to the Introverted Entrepreneur Podcast. And my name is Denise Lee, and I'm a life coach specialized in traumas and addictions. And my whole presence for being in your ear right now is to be able to help you navigate this crazy, wild jungle we call life. Look, some of us have not had the most stellar of early childhood experiences. We weren't able to connect with the people who said that they loved us, and maybe they did love us, but they just really struggled with their own emotional abilities and regulations. And as such, it caused you to have some problems understanding yourself, understanding how to relate with other people, and more importantly, living a satisfactory life. This podcast is not just designed for introverts. It's not just designed for entrepreneurs. It's designed for anybody who wants to live a better and happier life. And what I like to do is I like to talk about trauma. I like to talk about addictions. I like to talk about emotional regulations. I like to talk about all the things that will help you be the best version of yourself. If you haven't done so already, mosey on over to deniseglee.com. There you'll be able to learn more about me, find out what I'm doing, work with me one-on-one if that's something that's of interest to you, and just be able to get the support that you need. Because here's the thing, we are as sick as our secrets. And if we try to try to do it all by ourselves, we won't be able to heal. The hurt needs to be healed through communications and connection. And I'm hoping that I can be a medium for you along your healing journey. And if you're interested in connecting with me on social media, check out my handle on, they call it X, now Twitter, I'm very confused. But anyway, it's also Denise G. Lee. I'm leaving links in the show notes below. There you'll be able to connect with me. There, I also update my community about when I produce articles and just other things that are on my mind or conversations with other people who are also on their road to healing, restoration, recovery. So if you haven't done so already, connect with me there. It is a pop in place where I dispense my unfiltered perspective on so many different types of ideas. Okay. And Everything that we're going to be talking about was more on a one-on-one situation. Obviously, my course, Amazing Attitude, is really good. I mean, I don't say because I made it. I, I really believe in it in the sense of, for a lot of us, the words and the messages that we tell ourselves can either hurt or harm us, depending on its intent. And I don't want you to live an unsatisfactory life by not being the best version of you. 
And so Amazing Attitude is one of many resources. And obviously, my articles and stuff, other stuff are very good. But anyway, let's get into today's conversation about healing from highly critical parents in adulthood. And this conversation was triggered by a, a friend of mine. I'm in for anonymity purposes. I'm changing some stuff of the story, but the core message is still the same about this idea of what would happen if you grow up trying to live the high expectations of your mother and your father. And for some of us, those high expectations was really traumatic. And I just want to say that trauma doesn't have to be necessarily that somebody hit you or abused you or you were in a, uh, a situation where you lacked your basic resources like food, water, shelter, all that stuff. It could also be a form of condemning, criticism, gaslighting, low-level manipulation over a, a large, a long period of time, they call it chronic, and it's caused us to feel fragmented and disconnected and on edge. And that's a trauma-based response. And I want to tell you a story about a friend of mine, we'll call her Amy, who obediently followed her parents' advice to the letter. And I want to show how it damaged her emotional health and well-being. It traumatized her. Okay. And she's Chinese-American. And we've known each other for about 15 years. We met at a, a Bible study group. And Amy and I just met each other right after she received her, her doctorate in, in mechanical engineering. I don't even know how you get like a bachelor's, let alone a doctorate in it, but I digress. You know, I'm not mechanically engineeringly inclined. So that I just I'm just happy that people do that. So like they can build safe roads and build equipment and stuff like that. So that's awesome. But anyway, shortly after I got engaged to my now husband, Amy and I talked about meeting men, where, where to find a good quality Christian man. And I suggested that there were plenty of good men in the church we were attending. But Amy shrugged and said that she was looking for specifically a college-educated Chinese Christian man. I mean, she was very specific. And I was like, okay, I, I ain't say nothing. And then a few short months later, I was introduced to Ron, who was a Chinese, college-educated Christian man. So she got all her dots lined up. And then I kind of pulled to the side. And I said, hey, Amy, how, how's, how is Ron? How are you all doing? And she said, yeah, he's, he's all right. She wasn't too thrilled about him, but she was more impressed to tell me and everybody around him, around us that he was a Chinese Christian, college-educated man, like (laughs) C-cubed. He, quote-unquote, had it all. And even though she wasn't really wowed about him, she wasn't very exciting, kind of bland, didn't really do anything of interest beyond just being a dutiful, studious person. It wasn't really to, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, he wouldn't call him memorable. You could just say he could get easily lost in the room. Let's just say that. But anyway, they got married. And over the next 10 years of marriage, they got, and three kids later, even though Ron only wanted one kid, I saw Amy slowly deteriorate. Now, let me put some things in context. I don't want to say that she was deteriorating because of lack of money or lack of opportunities or lack of some type of resources. 
they were both be able to they were all be able to accumulate wealth, get into a nice fancy home in a nice part of town and put their kids through private school and on the surface I I, I it looked like everything was okay, but Amy would call me and would say, "You know what, Denise, sometimes I haven't had sleep in like 3 days. I I'm literally exhausted." And the reason behind it is because my husband insists that I sleep with him in bed, but he's a chronic snorer and I just can't stand the snoring or I have to make sure that I have to shuffle my kids from one place to another. And Ron's so busy with his church activities. He's not spending time, but I don't really want to say anything because a good, dutiful Christian wife makes sure that she sleeps in the same bed as her husband. And she makes sure she takes care of her kids, despite the fact that she's the breadwinner of the relationship. And I could just hear all these scripts playing in her mind about what she should do, what's proper, what's right. And by the way, if you go on to my website, denisegelee.com, in the banner, there is a link to access your life script. All of us, whether or not you believe it or not, have a life script. We've been indoctrinated by what our parents tell us, our culture tells us, our religion, our family tells us about what we should and shouldn't do. And unconsciously, we are playing out these life scripts and these life scripts, not all of them are bad, but if they cause you to discredit your own sense of personal well-being, safety and security, or cause you to do things that you don't even like, but because you feel like you des you need to do this, you have an, a duty or obligation, you're following a maladaptive life script. So this little quiz that I made, it's about 15 minutes long. Please take your time. It's well worth your time to do this. It will help you to understand yourself, your your path of life, how you relate to others, and more importantly, whether or not it's helping or hurting you. So go ahead and check that out on denisegelee.com. I'm also going to leave links in the show notes below. But anyway, going back to the story about Amy, Amy could be could be considered the perfect Chinese child as she obediently followed her parents' guidance. I mean, imagine being the ultimate good girl, living up to her father's dreams for her. She had the night quote, the nice husband, the high paying career, the well-dressed kids given the best education, but it came at a high cost. And to give you a little bit more context about Amy, Amy is the oldest of three children. She was raised by a, a pastor and there was this, and because her father was very obedient and diligent himself, probably due to his own life script, uh, scripting issues. He probably passed that on to her, her, her daughter unconsciously. Good Christian Chinese girls do X, Y, and Z. And that's a lot of weight to carry, especially if you're the oldest. And I dare say because she was the oldest, she was raised as a man. And if you're interested when I'm, when I'm talking about a lot of us, we have been raised to be People that are inauthentic to ourselves, for example, women typically are raised to have their feelings cherished and men are raised to have their thoughts respected. But what happens if you were raised to have your thoughts respected, but your feelings not cherished and, you're, and you literally are raised to be a do-good person when you really need as a woman neurobiologically to feel good? Or what if you're a man, you're raised to feel good, but neurobiologically, you don't develop your sense of confidence and worth because you're constantly having 
being emphasized to feel good. I talk a lot about that with my clients about what energy are you at? Are you more in feel good to do good or do good to feel good? And if there's a mismatch based on your temperament, your personality, and obviously your gender, that can cause so many problems on a biological and psychological level. But anyway, I digress. Let's go back to the main subject about Amy and that pressure to constantly perform. When your life is built around trying to please a over-domineering parent, even as a grown person, there is this, this sense of duty obligation that follows you. I think about so many of my clients that became uh, professional professionals as a doctor or a lawyer, so many different areas of life. And I ask them, like, did you even really want to do that? And like, well, no, but I was told that in our family, we have architects or lawyers or doctors or all these other professions. And that builds a lot of pressure on a kid. And let me ask you a question. Are you doing something right now that is not even you? You don't, I mean, yeah, it pays the bills. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it, yeah you kind of enjoy it somewhat. But does it really reflect who you are? And let me ask you a question. If you had to be honest, was that coming from your parents? Were they telling you messages about what you should and shouldn't be doing? Too many of us are dyingly, dying silently aside because we're trying to please others. And let's now talk about the reasons why a parent places these high expectations on their children. The reason behind it is because for a lot of us, for a lot of these parents, they didn't get a lot of resources and they just think that if a parent, if they can provide or they can give the instructions they wish they had, that their kid could better off and not having the same type of bad experiences. And yeah, that sounds noble, but at the same time, the way that we grow as human beings is through experiences, good or bad. And yes, we want to press upon them the things that we wish that we had as, as parents onto our kids. If we're not carefree about that, we can load on a lot of shame if they don't measure up to their expectations of what success means. And listen, success is not defined by what I say or anyone else says. Success is what happens when you wake up and you feel so darn good about who you are and what you want to be. And if you've been raised in this performance-oriented environment, if you have to be a doctor or a lawyer or athlete or whatever, this is an incredible high bar that you can't meet. And that absolutely ruins a child's sense of creativity and desire to explore. And moreover, that's just carrying so much emotional burden that so few people can really handle. I've, I think about one particular client many, many years ago, and he became a, a doctor because there was his mother all her life. She wanted to have someone that she knew that was a doctor. She couldn't be a doctor herself because she, she was raised in a culture where education was, was not easily accessible to her. So every day she would say, Sammy, I want you to be a doctor. Sammy, I want you to be a doctor. And even though he liked biology and science and stuff like that, he really didn't want to necessarily be a doctor, but he really wanted to impress his mother who seemed to sacrifice as a single mother, sacrifice everything she can to help her, her son, Sammy, you know, be able to 
succeed professionally academically and so yeah he became an anesthesiologist but he was so freaking miserable he was actually using up some of the, his own medication to numb himself out from the pain of being a doctor he didn't even want to be internally and so it was a very painful experience to work with each other and have him to be really identify like where do you want to be in life who do you want to really serve? Are you serving your, the dreams of your mother? Or are you serving yourself? And so it was a very painful process for him to shut down his practice and, and maneuver into another field of work, especially after all the years and the money and the energy that he was involved in. But I think he is such a happier person because he was able to wait, finally wake up and go, okay, I'm really me. I'm really being the best version of me. And why I say this is because you might be in a situation right now where you are doing something that is not authentic to you and your dreams and what mat matters most to you. And this is now where I'm going to talk about like, how do you gain back your power? Are you in the situation now where you're like, oh my goodness, my mom constantly calls me and, and, and tries to tell me what I should and shouldn't be done. My dad is always sneering when I tell him about things that he doesn't understand about what I'm doing, the purpose behind it. I'm trying to grow my business. I'm trying to move to another place. I'm start starting up a, a, a business somewhere else. I, I'm trying to do something that they can't understand. They can't wrap their mind around. And I want to support you and I want to give you some resources. So what do you, what do you do if you have a controlling and dominating parent that seems to quote unquote, know everything that's good for you, even though you're a grown ass person? Like, what do you do? Well, first and foremost, I just want to let you know that as a friendly reminder, you are a grown ass person. I don't know anyone would say that. And as such, I want you to be able to recognize that power just because they spent 18 years doing it. That time frame is over. And if necessarily necessary, I need you to remind yourself that th their behavior is probably a reflection of how their parents treated them. And it was unchallenged because of lack of knowledge and lack of understanding about personal development. And the next thing I want you to do is, I, is, now that you recognize that you are an adult, I hope you do, I want you to be intentional with your choices. While you can't hit that undo button on that degree or that business or that career or whatever you did that was based on seeking parental approval, you can reboot your life based on your current preferences. And in order to do this, you must be intentional about your actions. And here are some questions that will help you become more clear about that. The first one is, do you question yourself before doing things because you fear a family member might disapprove? Are you currently in a relationship or want to marry someone solely because they feel familiar to your mother or father? Oh my gosh, that reminds me of my ex-fiance uh, Jason when I told him I didn't want to be his mother shortly before we broke up and he burst into tears and he looked at me with anger and scorn in his eyes. That should have been a huge clue. But thankfully I didn't marry him. But anyway, <laughs> the last thing is, could you imagine regretting this decision in the future? Too many of us are so fear-based that we make these quick, spontaneous decisions because we're so afraid of the disapproval. But guess what? Those parents or parent figures that are that are so used to re 
ridiculing and shame us, they're already filled with so much shame that they're probably more preoccupied with their own issues than, than ours to begin with. So I don't want you to sit here and think, oh my goodness, I really need their approval. When the fact of the matter is, you need to be focusing on improving yourself, improving how you view yourself. And the next thing is about gaining your power back from highly critical parents is to create boundaries. Too many of us never knew our own boundaries because we lived in fear of disappointing others, especially our critical and controlling parents. So to gain that self-respect and increase your confidence, it's important to identify your own needs and expectations when dealing with other people, especially mom or dad, or cousin and brother. Let's include them in the mix, okay? And in order to create solid and healthy boundaries with others, it requires clarity on your part and regarding the following, your personal needs, values, beliefs. How do you want to be treated? What behavior do you deem unacceptable? Like so many people, so many of us who have grown up in painful childhood situation have made the unacceptable acceptable. And then we wonder why we feel so darn depressed all the time. And then obviously knowing your limits and what are the consequences for someone who violates your boundaries? Do you limit your visiting them in person? Do you limit your phone calls? Do you not participate in certain activities with them? My course, Amazing Add To, goes into so much greater detail about clarity about your needs. I'm going to leave a link in the show notes below if that's something of interest to you. But anyway, the next thing I wanted to talk with you is about upping your self-care game. If you're a bleeder, you're a business owner, taking care of your spiritual, emotional, and physical needs is not optional. And if you want to break free from that tyrannical voice of your parents, you must be able to understand if you're in a state of flow. And when you are familiar with and honest about your needs, you will automatically steer clear of harmful people and activities. And this is when you are respecting the desires of your soul. If you don't have a self-care plan, obviously you can work with me or go to my website, denisegeely.com. I got tons of examples about self-care. And then lastly, I just want to just wrap it up that you can regain power from a critical and dominating parent, even as a grown person, even as an adult. But it requires recognizing your sovereignty to make choices, the freedom to think for yourself, and enforcing your autonomy. And don't let the expectations of others ruin your health and well-being. If you need help find that unique voice for yourself, obviously continue to listen to those podcasts, work with me one-on-one, or just connect with me because I really want to support you. Well, what did I say about controlling and domineering parents that really just clicked in your mind? I I really want to hear it. If you are following me on Spotify, obviously, you can make a comment on the poll or you can connect with me on Denise Lee. Or if you're on my email list, you can just reply, send me a message via the email that we that you've received when you join my list. Well, that is it. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, make sure that you share it with somebody else. Make sure you write a review. And if you have been listening and lastly, you have the power to direct the course of your life you you are the executive producer the director and the main actor in this the production called your life make it worthwhile well that is it thank you so much for listening take care and be awesome